This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Another week, another episode. And we are a couple mi- or hours, not minutes, a couple hours late for the normal release time. Um, and that is strictly on me, guys. The amount of hours I've been working, I kind of put this back. Um, slept in today, got off late last night. Um, believe I'm at about 147 hours for the last two weeks or so with the snow and cold, um, weather temps in the Midwest. Um, it's been a, it's been a hell of a grind, but no excuse not to get the episode out to you this week. Um, this week we're talking physical fitness and whitetail hunting and is it needed? Um, Something that it's been talked about before, but not in the way that I'm going to talk about it. I don't believe. Um, you know me, I'm always strictly honest with whatever I think is actually going on. Um, this is a, a difficult conversation episode, so I may be wrong. I may be right. It's just my opinion. Not trying to hurt any feelings, but I might on this episode. Um, but to get into the people that make this possible, starting off with Exodus, like always, the new Rival A5 is released, guys. Um Go check that out on the website. Better image quality, same price as Arrival, which I think is kick-ass. Uh, better battery life. Um, Going to be able to link it with the app that's coming out with better uh, better data costs, which I'm super excited about. Um, and they just released an SD card cam as well. Um, so just so much coming out the pipe for Exodus. Um, get on their website, check out the stuff. My code is still live. WL, um, that'll save you money at checkout. It's going to be live all year. And uh, don't miss out on that if you're looking for some cell cams. This is the one. Um, the rivals last year were kick-ass. This is the updated version with a you know a, a more megapixel camera, better battery life. <clears throat> going to be able to link to the app. Um, a lot of cool things are going to be able to do with that camera. Getting into rec broadheads, it is ATA time, so they did come out with their new head. Um, the HXP. It is a 2.25 cutting diameter head. It's almost a, just like the XP, but just an extended version of it. Um, looks really badass. Um, a lot of people shot it last year, had real good success. 
if you're looking for a big, wide uh, mechanical that is going to cut a gigantic hole, that is the head for you. My code WLP is live there. Um, that'll save you 15% at checkout. Um, the call-out of the week. Um, this week's call-out, pretty simple. It's something that I started doing. Um, I don't know if it's like you, but this time of year, when you're working a lot and stuff starts piling up at the house, you're not getting as much done. Um, so I wrote write, wrote down a list of all the small, not goals, just all the small little stuff um, that I needed to do, um, like tighten the toilet seat, um, finish a pallet wall, clean up my garage, um, order more first form, um, record a Patreon episode. Um, and what I've been doing, the list is extremely more long than that, uh, but what I've been doing is I've been trying to shoot for two small goals a day. Um, and it's more feasible than you think. And one thing that I really liked about it is I was kind of stressing about all this stuff um, in my head. Like, I got this, I got this, I need to get that done. I haven't done this in a week. Um, and uh, when I got it wrote down on paper, it wasn't that bad. When I could actually look at it and read it, I'm like, okay, that's like three minutes. That's like five minutes. That's, you know, 35 minutes. It wasn't that bad of an actual list to be able to accomplish. And I've just been trying to knock off two of those a week or a day. I'm sorry, two of those a day. And uh, even if you get one a day, man, your list goes down pretty quick. And uh, just the, the anxiety and the stress of having those small things to do that you've been putting off, um, just get when you lay down at night and you get two done, you're like, okay, that felt good. You know, you get to mark them off. Felt good for me. So that's the call out of the week. Make a list of all those small things that you need to do and uh, try to get two of them done a day and mark them off the list and write them down so they don't seem so overwhelming. Um, but getting into today's episode, um, it is just going to be me talking because uh, I, like I said, I had some people that I wanted to get on but couldn't make anything happen, which I understand with the weather that's going on. Um, but we're going to talk about fitness and um, hunting, whitetail hunting specifically. Um, because you, everybody knows that out West elk hunting, stocking, that type of stuff, um, physical fitness is 100% needed and does improve your success. But whitetail hunting is a little bit different. Um, but before I get into that, I wanted to give the, you know, a moment to tell my story of, uh, my fitness. And when I turn things around, um, I, uh, when I, when I was young, I was always pretty thin, pretty athletic, um, moved a bunch. Um, it wasn't to when I got my, like my first, my steady job, I got off the railroad, you know, that was my career and had my first kid and started traveling on the road. I gained 45 pounds and I was really, really heavy guys. I was heavy. I was slow. Um, I wasn't healthy. I remember they do like a, uh, a, uh, like a physical thing every year where they like check your weight and your height and. They measure your waist and your legs and everything for the railroad, just like a health, a health and wellness thing they do for free at Gang Startup. Um, and that was the first time I've ever been on an overweight um, category for anything. And it was kind of an eye-opener for me to look at that and be like, man, you know, I kind of need to get my shit together. Um, and I just slowly started working on it. And, you know, homie, uh, my old co-host, if you listen to this long enough, he started working on his fitness about the – same time I did, or maybe right after I did. Um, and we both really went down a deep wormhole of trying just to be the best we are um, and get that mental strength and clarity of, you know, being in shape and feeling good about yourself. Um, and uh, it's something that I never want to lose. So I've continued to do that. And now I'm on the opposite side where I'm gaining some of the weight back, but in the form of muscle. 
Um, so I'm back up to 205 pounds right now and uh, feeling feeling pretty good exactly where I'm at right now. Um, I, I'm not a guy that thinks you need to be like an Instagram, you know, influencer, just completely shredded and cut and, uh, and, and you do showing, showing off all the time. Um, the main thing is, is you want to feel good, um, mentally, physically, and, uh, be able to do shit. You just want to be able to move fluidly, not get hurt, not have injuries and, uh, and go about your business. Um, but um, that's why I kind of started up the accountability groups um, this year, uh, which are doing phenomenal. I've been I've been kind of lackadaisy on them because um, I've been working so much, but the other guys in there have kind of been stepping in and taking my place, which I love seeing. Shout out to all you guys if you're listening, um, and they've all, even the ones that were kind of uh, stubborn on working out, they've all started to kind of do something. And the main thing I want to put off is you don't have to do a ton. You don't have to go to the gym five days a week. You don't have to run five miles. You don't have to be the Cam Haynes. That's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about starting something, getting a little bit better each day. You know, everybody says 1% better each day. Um, but, I mean, it, it's more like a 0.1% better each day. You know, it takes it takes so much time um, to to grow your body and lose weight. It's extremely hard. Um, it's not, it's not hard on paper, but it's hard to do. The science behind it of how you lose weight is extremely easy to understand. Um, once you, once you figure it out, um, but it's very, very hard to sustain over time. But getting into, after that spill, getting into whitetail hunting and fitness, does it matter? And, uh, my, my message is no, I don't think it matters at all. Um, with the way that we can hunt this, this in this day and age, I don't think physical fitness has a huge impact on you being able to go out there and kill a buck. Now, that's probably going to be controversial to what a lot of other people say, um, but in my opinion, that's that's what it is. I just feel like it. You can be, you know, overweight, not in shape, and have the same chance of me killing a buck um, if if we're hunting the same style. You know, so let, let's get into that. So that's that's my take on it. Is does it matter? No. So here's some of the reasons that I don't think it matters. Um, the styles of hunting. You know, most of the styles of hunting these days. You know, unlike the past or out west where you're spotting and stalking, it's stationary hunting. It's either blind or stand hunting. Um, and you you're walking to a destination. Destination. You're either climbing in a tree or climbing in a blind. And you're sitting there and you're waiting. Even if you're ground hunting, you're walking and then you're sitting there and you're waiting for hours and hours and hours. Um, you're not doing anything physical while you're there. Um, <clears throat> you know, you're just literally sitting there trying to be as still as possible, burning very few calories or very uh, very little, uh, you know, exertion of the body. Um, the only thing I could see that might benefit you being a little bit physical fit is, you know, stand sitting could possibly be a little bit more comfortable um, to be able to do some long-term sits. Um, but blind hunting, I mean, you can get a nice chair in there. You can get warm. You can have food. You can be very, very comfortable in there. Um, and with you know, with today's technology of e-bikes and side by sides and four wheelers, um, people were literally riding them right to the base of the blind and covering them up with a tarp or covering them up with camo or whatever they're doing. There's not a lot of physical exertion um, to the process, even the getting the deer out. I mean, people are bringing tractors in or they're, they're, uh, you know, they're throwing it on the back of their four-wheeler, you know, there's not, not a lot of dragging out of, uh, 
of the private ground. People were normally going in there and getting it. Um, you know, on public ground, if you kill a buck and you have to get it out, I most definitely think that being a little bit more in shape is going to help you uh, be able to get to those stands deep, be able to get get that buck out. Um, but uh, but in the terms of, you know, the private ground guys, I know some of them are still mobile, and I wanted to touch on that. You know, mobile hunting, being in shape, I definitely think helps you. Um, at least being able to move, being flexible, um, not being a nuisance, um, being stiff, uh, that that can be a really dangerous um, dangerous thing if people don't haven't done it before and their body's not comfortable from hanging from a tree. You know, I, I like to wear a harness, but sometimes I get myself in situations where, you know, I'm like, oh, one more step. You know, I'm tied off from the bottom. I'll just stretch a little further. And even a fall with a harness, you're still falling and banging against the tree. Um, so it's still a dangerous situation to put yourself in. And uh, those mobile hunting, you are carrying a stand on your back, you know, long distance in and a lot of times. And then not only doing that, but hanging the stand um, and hunting out of it, <clears throat> which, you know, it can be can be challenging in some trees. I'm sure a lot of you guys have found a tree that just kick your ass for some reason. You're not exactly sure why. Um, but, I mean, you could do that, you know, being a little bit out of shape or out of shape. But the 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 main factor in the mobile hunting game, I think, is the longevity of how many days you can do that. Um, I've been 17 days straight mobile hunting, um, like four or five different properties, a couple different states, um, and uh, hanging and hunting the whole entire time. And that put a toll on my body like no other. I was biking in um, to a spot really early, hanging stands, moving around midday, rehanging, scouting um, with all that weight on my back. It was very, very um, challenging, very, very, um, you know, it was a struggle out there. Um, and we, we did end up killing a buck and getting that buck out of there. The day after we got that buck out of there, uh, we kind of took the evening off, and we were just drained after that. The the uh, the not being able, the, the having to get the deer out and then take it to the locker and all that, physical strain that we put ourselves in get that deer out kind of ruined the next couple days for us until we got got back into it um it might have been better to take a take an evening or an evening and a morning off and go in about nine or something and sleep in um because we were getting up about four and get biking in and getting set up you know um but uh if i wasn't physical fit at all in shape at all that that could have ended the ended the streak right there um when i killed that buck halfway through um, but the next couple of days are definitely challenging, very, very hard. Um, and that's something I don't look forward to doing anytime soon. Um, that many days consistently mobile hunting. It's always nice to go to a preset stand and, and um, be able to move. Um, but that's that's the longevity thing. And then also, which we'll get into later, um, the longevity of being able to hunt. You know, you get into the factor of uh, how long will I be able to do this? How long will I be able to mobile hunt? How long will I be able to bow hunt? Um, and I know there's some um, some old older dudes out there that are stone cold killers, um, but if you look at any of them that are successful while mobile hunting, they are extremely physical fit still, um, and that's something that you cannot deny. Um, when you look at success at that older age with the guys that are mobile hunting, um, they're doing some form of physical exertion um, a lot of days of the week. Um, you know, and that, that just goes to show you 
you can slowly lose it slowly slips up on you know the weight the stiffness the the ability to do things you just slowly lose over time like 10 years and you know it's wow like what yeah i used to be able to be able to do this all the time um but your body just slowly ages and physical fitness lifting weights doing you know whatever you want to do you know crossfit cardio whatever it is um dumbbells whatever it is you want to do um it's going to slow that process of aging. It's been proven, I don't know how many times, that it, it does slow the process of aging. Um, your skin, your body, your organs, your the more muscle mass you have, um, a lot of times, as long as you're not getting into the the uh, the steroid users and you, you look at them, um, just the amount of natural mu- muscle mass you have has a direct um, reality to um, your longevity of life. Um, so, you know, you, you, you look at, you know, you're stiff right now, you're not doing much. And then five years down the road, you need a, you need a shoulder, uh, surgery. Um, you know, if you were slowly working that shoulder, getting that strength back now, uh, maybe you wouldn't have injured it at work or maybe you wouldn't have injured it at home. Uh, maybe you would be able to still draw that bow. Um, and a lot of people look at it and say, well, that's never going to happen to me. But I mean, I never thought that I would be where I was in the short time period. I was about five years. Um, it, it, it slept up fast, you know? Um, and, uh, it took a long time to get back to where I wanted to be. And of course you never at where you want to be once you start. Um, but it took a long time to get back to where I felt healthy. Um, it felt good. Um, with the mobile hunting, I mean, like I said, those guys that are out there consistently getting done are all doing some sort of physical activity um, at a high level, even when they get to that higher age. And it shows in their success and their ability to do it year after year after year. Um, if those guys stopped doing that and stoved up and tried to go back to doing it, you know, three, four years later, they would not be able to do it, especially not at the level that they're doing it now with the success that they're having now. Um, so, Mobile hunting, I do, I do agree that there is some benefit to being physical fit. Um, you know, that's a small portion of whitetail hunters, uh, especially people. It's talked a lot about because it's cool, it's trendy, but it's a very, very small part of the actual whitetail hunters in the United States Midwest area. Um, I don't know what percentage it is, but it's it's pretty small of a of a market um, than mobile hunter guys. Uh, it's getting bigger every year. More people are trying it. Um, and then it seems like a lot of people are leaving it now uh, after they've been doing it for a couple of years because it is challenging and it is hard. And if you're not in shape, it is it is hard to do. Um, but the, the main thing about, about that is if you want to be a mobile hunter, that's something that you need to think about. You know, you're like, all right, I'm going to mobile hunt this year. Um, think about what you need to do now to prepare yourself to be successful, to utilize that gear that you bought during tax time, Utilize that new stuff that come out at ATA. You know, you're going to get it. You're going to spend the money, invest in it, and you're going to go out there and you're going to kill the biggest buck of your life. That's great, but you got to have the ability to use the gear and not wear out um, and be safe. You know, I mean, I don't know how many people um, fall out of trees uh, every single year. Um, and it, a lot of it's just just out there hanging a stand. That's the dan- most dangerous time, I believe, is, you know, hanging a stand or taking a stand down. Um, those are the two times that you're in the most danger. When you're mobile hunting, you're doing that every single time. You got to think the the amount of risk you put yourself in, and with you being able to be a little bit more mobile, a little bit less tired, 
a little bit more mentally in the game when you're hanging that set in the dark is going to be safer whether you're wearing a harness or not. I know people, you know, always say, well, I always wear a harness, but there's situations where people don't. Um, they get up the tree. They want to get up there fast. They don't want to mess with the lineman's belt, which I, I like the lineman's belt. It helps. Um, normally about the third stick is when I start using it. Um, I don't use it on the bottom two sticks just because I'm on the ground for one and the second one, um, this is easier to not. Uh, but when I get it from there, I like to use it. Um, some trees, it is a pain in the ass with the bark and stuff, um, but it does make it easier to hang um, to where you can lean back and use both your arms. Um, but, you know, once you do it over time, you kind of learn the techniques that make it a little easier. And you realize that you're getting tired when you're doing it. You're like, man, this this kind of sucks, you know. You get into a bad tree, bad anger or whatever. Um, but the, the, the main thing of all this topic is, you know, you can turn this around. This isn't, you aren't where you're at forever. I mean, you could, you can do whatever to get better, um, and to have that ability, um, to be able to go do the stuff you want to do. Uh, but before we get into the, that, um, I want to touch base on kind of the, the reason that I think it's not, you know, 100% not, I kind of touched on the mobile hunting where it, I think it, it is a factor, but all the other hunting, I mean, you got to think about it. Gun hunter, you know, I gun hunt, um, very, very low physical exertion while gun hunting. Um, we don't do a lot of drives, a lot of pushes or anything like that. We don't have the property, um, not a style of hunting that we like to do. Um, you know, uh, the guys that are, that are listening to this, that are out, you know, in the East in the Hills, they're going to 100% guarantee, um, that, hunting does have a factor on success and i'm out there with you guys listening i 100 percent agree too like you guys are on a different playing field than us flat midwestland guys um that that the style of hunting that i do um i don't think you need to be physical fit but the style that you guys do most definitely um those hills are no joke and if you're trying to get back in there and hunt get a deer out scout whatever you're doing it is going to put a toll on your body so if you're out in those areas, it, it will, you know, you don't have to, like I said, you don't have to be shredded. You don't have to run 12 miles. You don't have to lift weights every single day. You just have to be able to do it. You have to be able to go, you know, you don't want to be the guy that's way behind the hill and everybody's waiting on you or <clears throat> the guy that wants to go across the next ridge, but just can't make it. You don't want to be that guy. And out East, when you get into those hills, you're going to. Um, it's just like Western hunting. You're, that is going to be a factor 100% in your success. Um, but for the Midwestern guys, yeah, you know, you're, you're blind hunting with a shotgun or a muzzleloader. Um, you're overlooking a field. You probably walk pretty flat ground to get there, maybe a couple hundred yards from the truck. Um, so as much as, you know, as much people are pushing this fitness and pushing, you got to have it for hunting in the industry. It's a cool thing to do. I just don't think it's relevant to most guys that are hunting around here to be physically fit. Um, it's harder and it, it's not needed to whitetail hunt and 90% of the people's the way people hunt, you know, I mean, you're going to a preset ladder stand on the outside of a food, uh, you know, a food plot or outside of a, a cornfield, um, you know, a couple hundred yards walk from the truck. Do I need to go to the gym to do this? No, you do. I mean, you straight up don't, you don't have to do that. Um, but that, that gets into the most important part of this episode where the guys that are out there that are going, I don't have to do this. This isn't what I need to do to be able to hunt bucks. I still can be successful. You need to do it for yourself. You need to do it for yourself. You need to do it for your family. Um, so that gets into it. Does it, 
does it matter for hunting? No, not. I don't think it does. Unless you want to be a mobile hunter or out east or out west, I don't think it does. For a lot of the guys that are hunting this or listening to this and hunting my style of Midwestern hunting, I don't think it matters. Um, but does it matter in life? 100%. That's something that you cannot argue with at all. Um, I know it's everybody has life. They want to live it their own way. I'm cool with that. You do whatever you want to do. This is just something to get you thinking about what what could be if you put the work in. Um, first of all, like I mentioned earlier, long, longevity. How long do you want to be able to live? How long do you be able to want to hunt? How long do you be able to want to walk to that tree stand um, and do the things that you do? Do you want to be sick? Um, do you want to have disease? Do you want to have illness? There's a lot of things you got to think about. But let's talk about you know how long you want to live. There's multiple studies that state that being physical fitness, uh, physical fit, and uh, and lifting weights specifically um, helps with uh, your your longevity of life. And I've seen it over time with people that I know. Um, it's just like I don't know if it's it's not only the pure fact of uh, just that you are a better fitness, you're better shape, your heart's working better, um, but just you're mentally better. You feel better about yourself. You're more happy. Um, but the crazy thing about, you know, the life expectancy is it's going down. It's the first time ever that it's gone down um, year to year. Um, people are dying earlier than later with the technology that we have. And it's because of the fact that people are unhealthy in life. Um, and you, I never want to see anybody get to the stage where they can't move the way they want or they can't go you know they can't go that two miles i want to i want you guys to be able to do whatever i want you to be able to rip um a lot of people say what are you training for and i said i just i'm training to be able to go training to be able to do whatever um i want to be if a guy wants to go play six games of basketball pick up basketball i want to be able to do that if i need to work hard and you know move some bricks i want to be able to do that if i need to go three miles back and hunt on public i want to be able to do that i don't have any limitations mentally or physically on myself I just want to be able to go I never want to be the guy that can't make it happen and uh, if if you are going to go down that road you're going to run into a time when you just physically can't do something it, it's going to wear on you um, and maybe it's not the first day but the second third day it's definitely um, going to gonna have a factor um, I talked to a lot of people at work that they always like man I wish I would have started earlier it's too late now um, I, you know, I can't move, I can't do this, you know, and, and, uh, if I would have started when I, your age and kept doing it, I seen a guy in the gym the other day, um, he had 135 on the bar benching. He's 82 years old, 82 years old. I talked to him, I went over there and I congratulated him, um, had a little chat with him and just said, Hey, I love seeing you in here. Your form is like, he had his feet up on the bar, just immaculate form. 135 pounds. He couldn't have weighed 160 maybe um, at, at 82 years old. Still had bicep veins um, in there. Um, and I was just, you know, thanking him for being there. Just motivation for me and and uh, saying that uh, I hope I'm able to be able to do it. And he said, as long as you don't stop, you're going to be able to do it. Um, you're going to be able to be in here just like me. You just can't stop. Um, that's the thing I tell the guys at work, you know, and even guys listening that might be older. Um, you know, I'm almost 32 here and, uh, it's never too late to start. You don't have to be 30s. You don't have to be 40s. You don't have to be 50s. 
you can start whenever. You just have to go at your own pace, um, just like my accountability groups. I don't expect those guys to go crazy ham and go out there and, and get shredded. And I just, I just ask them to do something, move a little bit, you know, get on the bike, get on the walk on the treadmill, go for a walk outside, do something small, and that something small over time equals huge results. Um, so the ability to be able to bow hunt for a long time, um, not have to go step to the crossbow, not only have to gun hunt. Uh, my grandpa can no longer bow hunt he can no longer draw his bow back um and i know he's not in the best physical shape and he's not um he's had some surgeries that are slowing him down um and if he was in the gym would he still be able to draw a bow back who kn- who knows um but if he was a little bit physical fit fit it definitely wouldn't hurt um he it's a it's an um it's a full-blown um, adventure for him to go down and get in the stand like it's a it's a big day he's wore out um, from doing that you know riding down the side by side and getting in the stand and setting up um, so it doesn't only matter how long you live it matters how long you want to be able to hunt how long you want to be able to pursue these animals hard and do the things you want to do um, now that gets into the thing that really drives me is a lot of you guys listening probably have kids or want to have kids you have nephews um, you're going to want to be able to keep up with those kids. Um, you're not going to want to be the dad that's like, oh, no, I, you guys go ahead today. I'm I'm wore out. You you don't want to miss out on those events of hunting with your children, whether it's out west. You say, well, I'm never going to go out west and hunt, um, so why do I need to be physically fit now? Maybe in, in five years, six years, you have a kid, and then you're thinking, man, one day, one day we're going to go out in the mountains and, and hunt elk. Um, and then you, now you're like, I need it. I need to get my shit together. Or one day I'm going to, I'm going to take him out West and we're going to stalk mule deer. Or one day we're going to go hit the hill, hills of the East and, and try to get a public land buck out there. And your kid gets a little older, you know, maybe he's five, six now and he gets 11, 12 and he's like, Hey dad, uh, let's go on a hunting trip. And, uh, th- the kids are animals at that age. If they're in, if they're into sports or anything like that, they're, they can rip for long, long times. They have much more energy than we do. And if it's not something that you start combating now, it's not something that you're going to be able to do later. It's going to take you longer. You're going to be able to do it. It's going to be able to take you longer. If you started doing something small now to work towards that goal, um, it's definitely going to help you be able to keep up with your kids later on in life, your nephews, whatever it is. Um, you're, you never, like I said, you never want to be, I never want to be that guy that says, uh, son, I can't do it. I just, I'm just beat, can't do it. Um, so that's the, the biggest thing that wants to drive me is, you know, just keeping up with my kids. Um, I got three boys and a, and a daughter now, and, and my you know, two oldest boys are active outdoors, um, and they never want to quit when we're hunting. They just go, like when we're coon hunting or squirrel hunting, they just go and go and go and go, and they're just ready to rip, um, and I'm wore out, you know, and um, you got, you're going to have to carry those kids and, and do things, you know, off tilt um, to be able to keep going, and you got to be in physical shape to do that. It, it'll wear you out. Um, but keeping up with your kids is a huge factor for me. Another one is, uh, illness and disease. Um, you never want to get to a point where, you know, you get diagnosed with diabetes or some other illness that's was preventable. Maybe, um, if you, if you watch what you ate and dieted and, and, and worked out a little bit, you know, like I said, you don't have to go crazy. I'm not expecting you guys to be Greek gods out there. I'm just, you know, putting it out there to be a little little bit more questionable on the choices you make and, and how you go about your day. Um, you never want to be in that predicament where 
you got to take a couple years off and get your health in check now um, and not be able to hunt for a couple years. Or you're never going to be able to to go out there because, you know, you got diabetes and now you're losing toes or doing something crazy like that. You're not going to be able to go out there and hike. You're not going to be able to hunt. Um, and, it you know, a lot of it's – I know it's hereditary and not, not, not you know, preventable. Um, but there's things you can do to definitely aid onto the preventable side. Um, and the lastness is just your overall happiness and your mental happiness. Um, I've said it on here multiple times. There's something about the being able to um, work out for me that just makes me more patient, makes me happier about myself, makes me feel like I accomplished something that day. Um, and it, there is something about those endorphins that you get that just make you feel better. I don't know what it is, um, but our bodies were designed and meant to do work. Um, they were meant to work out. They were meant to ch- be challenged. Um, and you get those endur- endorphins from doing it, um, and it's incredible. Um, like I said, some of it might be um, just in your head, uh, but some of it definitely is not. I know I feel better when I'm out there grinding, working, bettering myself, setting goals, and trying to get to those goals. Um, and I had a, I had a really big big goal um the beginning of this year that i've been working on for the last four years um didn't have didn't tell anybody what the goal was just a personal goal of what i was trying to do hit it and uh now i just stepped the goal up you know that's what you keep doing um but like i said this conversation wasn't meant to upset anybody it was just meant to chat and feel it out get you guys thinking about it um in the end, does whitetail hunting need physical fitness for the Midwest like I hunt? Probably not. Um, is it something that you should definitely think about and have a conversation with yourself about? Maybe have a conversation with your wife about? Maybe have a conversation with your buddies about? Um, yes. Uh, I 100% believe it is because it's not a factor now, but it will be later. Um, and you only get so many days on earth, and you might as well make them the best they can be um, and uh, and try to stretch that time out to be able to have more hunts more adventures with your kids or whoever it is. And uh, that's that's a wrap for this one, guys. Um, like always, I put on here multiple times that I want to impact people. Um, and this is one of those hard conversations that I wanted to do by myself because I feel like it will, might piss some people off. People might think they they uh, they don't need to listen to it. Uh, but hopefully, it, if it impacted a couple people, it's, it was worth it for me. Hopefully, I impacted a, a lot more of you. Um, I am here for you guys. If you want any advice, you want to get an accountability group, you want any fitness advice, any supplement uh, advice, anything like that, workouts, what I did, what I've seen other people do that are successful, um, how I'd be able to sustain it with four kids and as much as I work, um, <clears throat> I'm here. I'm here for you, and uh, I want to I want to chat with you. I want to make a difference. I want to make the friendship, um, and I want to be that guy for you that gets you started that has an impact on other people's lives um so if this if this episode hits you and uh you want to you want to reach out chat about it um hit me up man anywhere facebook instagram um email uh you can find it all don't be afraid to direct message me um and like i said get if you wanted one of those accountability groups those have been a huge drive for a lot of guys i have three of them going right now really cool to see the impact that it's having and uh I could see a couple guys fading after the new year already, which it's only been 17 days, but you have that. Um, but motivate them. That's what I'm here for. I'm going to keep, keep,
keep digging in there, keep motivating. Um, and uh, like I said, I, I want to have an impact on people, and if this is something that you guys want, um, reach out. If it's not something that you're into, keep doing you, man. It's your life. Um, but like I said, just trying to get you guys thinking about that. We are going to be doing some more of these difficult conversation episodes. And, uh, man, the next one is is – is uh it's a tough one it might piss a lot of people off um but good conversation um that when i chatted to him about it you know before i decided to do this um he had a lot of insights that i just didn't even think about um that i'm excited to bring up to get you guys thinking about um but like always always try to do the right thing try to leave a legacy i love you guys appreciate you hope your year's starting off kick ass and white to legacy is out